Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to episode 234 on the Get Married podcast. We're really excited because we're sharing another interview from the Merry Body Online Summit, and this time it's a little bit different. We are talking money. And I mean, like the summit was all to do with welcoming more health and happiness into life. And money plays such an important role in our health because when we have money issues, when we have money stresses, like what does this do? Yeah, it stresses out, mm-hmm. us out mega time mm-hmm. and this impacts our health in huge, huge ways, really negatively. Yeah, so we sat down and we spoke with the amazing Cara Brett from Bounce Financial and we asked her all the questions about how to manage our money, where to put our money, what to do with our money, how do we save money, what should we spend our money on? We were really just kind of asking all the questions we wanted to know kind of before we had, I guess – delved into money ourselves like we took ourselves back probably you know four years when we were the ones who stuck our heads in the sand yeah well I feel like we just went really back to basics and I think you know it's a good reminder for anyone to go back to basics I think even if you have done work on your on your money mindset or your financial health Mm -hmm. and yeah as Carl said we used to be those people who would just kind of like ignore the money situation. We wouldn't look at our accounts because we were so scared of not seeing enough money. And then we were like, oh, we just won't look at it, which is the worst thing you can possibly do. Whereas when you learn, when you start checking your money, you become empowered, you Mm -hmm. make really empowered decisions. And, you know, sometimes you could think about this as like a boring topic, like, you know, being budget conscious. And yeah, it's like kind of like not sexy, but actually like when we get control of our money, when we get confident with our money, it allows us to spend with more confidence and really do the things we want to do with our lives. Yeah, well, I guess I really liked the way Cara talked about it and you'll hear that soon when you tune into the interview in a few moments' time was like use money, like how can we use money as a tool? Like how can we make money work for us? Mm. Like that's what it's there for. It's to help us experience the things we want to experience. Yeah. I really like it as well because, you know, we talked about bills and stuff and I think, you know, you can sometimes get in a rut where you're like, why do I have to pay that bill? Like, oh, that bill's coming again. Like that's so annoying. And we talk about bills like that. And it kind of just like makes us step back and be like, okay, bills are a fact of life. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to pay the bills. Let's get it over and done with as swiftly and quickly as possible so we get it out of the mind. Let's make sure there's enough to pay for it so there is no stress when the bill comes to your inbox and you're like, holy moly, what have I done? I can't pay for this, which, oh, yeah, hands up. Like We've done that before. So I really also just like the actions that Kara shares in how to manage the money to make sure we don't reach that level of stress, like never, ever. Yeah, and I mean like – the thing is, the the bills 
allow us to have the house, have the mm-hmm. car, have the electricity. It's like we should be grateful to pay those bills. It's just that yeah. w- when they come as a surprise or we forget, that's when they re- welcome the stress. Yeah, so it's exactly. just about bringing more conscious awareness of everything yeah instead of sticking our heads in the sand exactly (laughs) and the last thing that I want to point out that I really got out of this interview was like allowing yourself to reach for the things you want allow yourself to dream big allow yourself to plan ahead so you can go on the big holiday and you can buy the thing that you've always wanted because You deserve everything and more, anything and everything that you could possibly want, desire, like tune in. Do you really want it? Like, is it, is it you who wants it or is it you who thinks you should have it? Like tune in first. And then if you do want it, if it's like linked to your heart, it lights you up, then make a plan. I know. And And everything can change and can potentially happen. Sometimes we put ourselves in boxes like, oh, no, like these these are the cards I've been dealt. Like I will always be at this level with my finances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of mentality is coming from a real lack. It's coming from a Mm non-expansive mindset. So it's like how can we kind of switch that around and be like, hell yeah, like I can make one little change Mm -hmm. and this can change my whole direction of my future. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we have lived that. We've been that. We've experienced that. And we know it to be true for every single person if we, like, get – if we choose to do that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, we all, I guess, have been given the cards that we've got. We are in the situations that we're in. But it can always get better mm. if we want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Maybe just get into the interview so you guys can get your own takeaways. But we would love to hear from you. (laughs) Write to us on Instagram, write to us on Facebook. You guys know we love to hear all about what you're up to and what, you know, your next step is after listening to this episode. What are you gonna do with your money? How are you gonna, I guess, take a bit more control of your finances? Oh, it's exciting. Okay. Bye. Welcome to the Get Merry Show. Let's be best friends and talk about real life, the mess, the magic, and everything in between. Every week, you'll walk away feeling inspired with doable action steps and realize you're never alone. I'm Emma. And I'm Carla. We're your hosts. You might know us as the Merrymaker Sisters. And yes, we are real life sisters. Are you ready? Let's get merry. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Welcome back to the Merry Body Online Summit. And we are really excited today because we have a different kind of interview. This is the only one that is like this in the entire summit, but it's a really important one. So we're beyond excited to welcome the amazing Cara Brett from Bounce Financial. So Cara is a financial planner and advisor with like amazing knowledge and so many years of experience in the money world and I'm beyond excited to just like ask you all of the questions for myself and also all the other people listening. Please bring it on, happy to. (laughs) Yay. Well, we were just chatting just before we hit record and how, you know, money and finances really do play such an important role in our lives and obviously it impacts our health 
And, you know, it's something we kind of like brush under the rug, I think. So I'm really excited to just like bring it back to basics. Like, I don't know, like, where do we even want to start? Like, I love it. I'm like, what do we do? What are we talking about? Money. It's so different. I think, I guess I'd love to try and start with, you know, what are the things we should be looking Mm. out for when we're thinking of even starting to look at our finances? Because I know from my Uh, my experience, especially when we started our business, we were like, you know, let's stick our heads in the sand and just hope for the best. But now we're like, we know what to look out for. So I'd love to know what should we be looking for when, you know, we're logging into our online bank and we're starting to just try and make our, I guess, money situation healthier, more stable and things like that. Good question. Cool. Um, So basically the very beginning, which is cool. Uh, I think one of the things that people really stress out about money is that they're like, I don't know what I don't know. People aren't going to talk to me about it. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. So I'm just going to pretend and then stick my head in the stand, sand, like you said. Mm-hmm. So given it's the start of the year and all of that sort of stuff, it's such a good time to have a think about what you want to do with your money. And I always say that you need to have a plan for your money. So it's, it's much like, um, I don't want to use the term budget because that scares people and I'm not telling people to be restricted but if you don't have a plan to tell your money where to go what you want it to do how you want it to work for you um then you'll just wonder where it went so it's just a tool we just need to learn how to use it and put it in place to work for us and everybody has completely different things that they want to achieve and so from that perspective it's like hey don't be scared of it understand it and then you can do all the cool things with it and for me it's like Yes, there's all the important adult things you need to do with money. I get that. But it's actually there to spend on things you like. And that's the point of it is if you take care of the adult stuff, then cool, you've got fun money to do with things you like. Yeah, I read a really amazing quote and it was like when you have stability with your finances and you have your money organized it just welcomes in this overflowing amount of confidence to do all the things you love like do the things you're passionate about because instead of like spending the money on the things that you really really love and not the adult stuff and feeling oh like is this bad like I'm a bit uneasy Mm. you do it with confidence and excitement and therefore you like stand more firmly in your decision. And it's like, even that, even that creates that stability. So it's like, yeah, like, even though it's not fun to get all that stuff organized, it's like, once we we do it, once we learn it, we know it and it just happens. And I love like that idea of like automating stuff, like the adult, adult thing. So like, what would you automate with your money? Yeah, cool. So, um, totally get that. Like being able to spend confidently in things that you love because, um, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Um, in, in relation to automating, so typically what I think people need to go through, so like you said, there is a little bit of work at the forefront, but let's say you set aside 45 minutes for yourself to actually work out what your life costs to live. Mm-hmm. And when I say um, what your life costs to live, I'm not just talking about groceries, rent, train. I'm talking about a whole year in your life, right? So think about all the expenses that come up throughout the year. You've got your car registration once a year, um gifts for christmas and birthday that's going to come up um ad hoc medical expenses you know if you go to the doctor that kind of stuff all of these things make up how much your life actually costs and i think people underestimate that so if you can figure out what your life number is we call it a life number um 
you can automate the majority of that. So an example is, is that you can set up your telephone bills to be paid every month. You can even set up your electricity bills, all that sort of stuff. They can be paid more regularly so you don't have to stress about them. And then you can set aside the specific amount you need on a weekly basis. And that's all you really have to worry about. So we sort of tell people to segregate their bank accounts so that they can have all their bills coming from this account automatically happening. You don't have to worry about it. Um, and then you just have a nice little bank account where you get to, uh, you know, buy your groceries, uh, train, that sort of stuff. Uh, kids, if you have kids, that's where you pay for random kid stuff. And then entertainment. So for me, that is predominantly coffees and cafes. So <laughs> That's so us as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for me, it's like I know that I'm not going to overspend in that area because it's capped in this own little segregated account and it's so easy for me to just be like, awesome, yes, of course I can go out to lunch with you. I've got money in that account. Happy mm. days. Um, and I know that I'm not going to overspend because it's, it's segregated and I don't really have to stress. So I think one of the major things with automating is that it kind of means that if you set up all these direct debits on your payday or whatever, um, you don't really have to worry about tracking as much as you would as if you're going, oh, my God, pay's coming in, what's due, when's my bill due, all that sort of stuff. With this, it's just, hey, my bills are being paid yeah. and I've got money to spend on fun stuff, happy days. Yeah, that's oh my amazing. Gosh, I love it. I love it. So would you suggest breaking it down to like, you know, because um, I know, for example, like rates on your house or electricity, they can come in like those three months or quarter kind of blocks. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend then breaking it down into like a one month kind of direct debit instead? Yeah, so you can actually contact those companies mm-hmm. and say, look, I'd rather pay fortnightly or monthly. Mm-hmm. And they go, yep, no worries, here's the BPAY details. And you can actually estimate so let's just say it's $300 a quarter you could just divide that by however much you want to do it and start sending the money there so by Mm. the time the quarter comes so the rates the rates notice comes um you might even be ahead you'll get a notification but it'll be like don't worry about it um that's so much more manageable than this huge bill that comes up right Oh my oh, gosh, yes. we had like that's how we pay our house rates yeah. because we have a, own, own a house together. And the reason why we do it like that now is because, yeah, we had that big fat bill come in that we forgot <laughs> about, and we we're like, oh god, like we literally can't afford it this, this time. Yeah. And it's like, how did that happen? Oops, we ran yeah. out of money. And you know, yeah. it was we had to go down to that rock bottom to then figure it out. And that's exactly what we do now. We're like, because it's like, okay, well, we have money coming in monthly. Well, we need to pay all our bills monthly, like keep it flowing, keep mm, it making yep. sense instead of getting these big, scary, fat bills and being like, oh, golly, and feeling yeah. literally sick where you can't get on with life. But it's like, yeah, take the time now, organize it, and then you yep. just can step with such confidence and ease. And you think about too, like certain times of year you have to spend more money. So, for example, yeah. we just came out of Christmas, right? Um Christmas gifts, food, all of that stuff, it comes up the same time every year. I know I'm going to spend money on people that I love. And mm-hmm. so I'm automatically putting money aside for that every week wow. so that when Christmas comes, I've got, okay, cool, I've got money to go buy gifts, happy days, um, and I don't have to stress and, like, live on noodles for three weeks before Christmas <laughs> just to, just to like, give my husband a nice present or something like that. So. Um, this takes like so much stress away from you if you spend a little bit of time 
setting it up. And you know what? Things change, your life changes, but that's mm. totally okay. You can adjust it slightly and move forward. It's way easier to do that than just to stick your head in the sand and go, oh, my God, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. What if, um, like how many accounts do you separate it into out of interest or would you recommend yeah. someone to? It's different for everybody, yeah. but as, as a minimum, I usually separate it into three. Mm-hmm. So the first account is, like I said, that um, everyday spending that you have, and that figure is different for everybody. So my example is that I have about $250 a week on groceries, right? Mm-hmm. So groceries, fruit and veg, that kind of stuff. And then my personal spending money is about 140 a week. And so that's the amount that's in my account every mm-hmm. week. And I just live within that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I've got the second account is the bills account. So this is where basically all of my money lives. And it could be at any point in time for a lot of people, a few thousand dollars, but that's mm. because technically we've already spent this money yeah. at some point in the future, right? Yeah. So we don't consider this as a um, savings. We consider this as, hey, we know the bills are going to be paid from here. Yeah. Um, this just makes your life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and that's where you set up direct debits from and all of that. And then the third account at a minimum is is either going to be your savings, it's going to be, um, for some people, it's their travel account. So if, if like travelling and, and holidays is important and it's such a big chunk, again, I like to segregate it because you can see how much is there and you're like, oh, my God, I can start planning for this awesome yeah. holiday. Um, and then from there, it really depends. Different people like to segregate. So um, some people like to have a clothes account and I'm like, yep, no problems. If clothes is your thing and you want to be able to see how much you can spend without stressing, then segregate it out. If you're not paying fees for the different accounts, um, what's the downside? Yeah, yeah so true. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I, it really, it's so funny. Like, it's so amazing, but it's so simple and so yeah. exciting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and like, I'm just thinking about the accounts I'm going to create now. I'm like, okay, what do I need? What do I need? What do I want in my life? Yeah, I think yeah, that, sure. yeah, and I think that that is a really beautiful thing, like to think about what you do want and mm. then be able to, I guess, prepare and save for it. So I think uh-huh. like probably something that I would like to know is like, how do you go about like when you know, something new is coming into your life. Like say you want to, it's like you want to go on a bigger trip than normal. Like how do you go about thinking forward for saving? Is it just you just work backwards? Awesome. How you go about yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I, kind of. Like I mean, we're just working in maths here, right? Yeah. So if we know that our life costs X amount of dollars to live, right? So let's, I'll just break it down. So let's say my, my life costs 50 grand a year to live, but I bring in 60 grand. Okay, awesome. Immediately, I know I've got ten thousand dollars to play with here. Okay, um, and if my trip's twenty grand, I'm like, excellent. That's going to take me two years to get there. I'll just funnel that money off, and happy days. Yeah. Um, if, however, you know, like you want to, your life costs a little bit more, and you want to get there quicker, then all you need to do is kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit and go, okay, there's certain expenses that are non-discretionary. I can't choose what my rates bill is going to be I can't choose my car registration that's Mm. just coming right but um do I want to reduce my spending on eating out um but do (laughs) (laughs) nobody will take my coffee away from me I promise you that 
Um, but do I like, is there a certain areas that I spend money on that are discretionary Yeah. that maybe I can reduce and get to my goal even quicker? Mm. Or is it actually not worth getting there quicker because my lifestyle in the interim is really important and I will take the two years to get there and that's totally okay. And when I do get there, it's a hundred percent guilt-free. I don't have to worry about, you know, oh, am I doing the right thing? It's like, yeah, of course I am. I've been planning for this for two years. Um, So that's what I mean when I talk about the fact that money is a tool. We can 100% use it for fun stuff. As long as we're taking care of all the adult stuff as well, um, you should definitely be using it for the things that bring you joy. Exactly. Oh, Oh my gosh. What about like can we do like a quick brainstorm of like what would you get rid of like just for fun? Ah. let's think of ways so people might be like oh yeah I could decrease that a little bit well I'll give you an example that I talk about all the time so um I've got this like I've got this concept of look if you should be able to within reason and obviously within your you know how much money you have spend money on things that bring you joy Mm -hmm. so for me obviously coffee and food but I like love health and wellness so um I've got an expensive gym membership, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. And I want to make sure I can spend money on that. But you know what I don't really care about? Cars. (laughs) You know, if my car is working and gets me from A to B um, and my dog can sit in the back, sweet. Yeah, so true. I I don't need a fancy car. I'm not like there is a very big difference between having a a $15,000 brand new little runaround car and an $80,000 car and that will make a huge difference to your life if you had that so for me I'm like you know what I'm never going to buy an expensive car because Mm -hmm. I would rather the other stuff so that's one one area that I see heaps and heaps of people um spending on that they probably I don't know if if they really love cars or they just feel like they should have it Mm -hmm. um little areas that are discretionary, you know, things like Uber and stuff. Um, if there's a, do you need, like, is there another way that you can get there that maybe if it's even healthier, you could jump on your bike or something. Mm-hmm. Um, gifts, like I'm all for giving gifts, but can you give something that, you know, like is a little bit cheaper? Like can you make something for somebody? Yeah, yeah. Do give something time. for somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, like. A good one. And if you tell people that you're saving money um, and that they're trying to reduce, you know, spending on certain things just for that, usually people are, are pretty great. Like mm. my sister my sister makes me clothes and stuff for my birthday and I'm like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> I yeah, love that's it. the best thing. I remember I was, when we yeah. just started our business, I was a bridesmaid at a wedding and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't afford to get you a $200 present. Like, cause you know yeah. how you have that idea of like a hundred dollars for that and a hundred dollars. Yep. That's right. Like that's the right amount. And I was like, I don't have that. And so I made them like a little, um, like frames and it was like really crafty and they loved it. They were like, this is the best. Perfect. We're going to hang it up in our house. And I was like, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like who said the best presents are the most expensive anyway? It's It's like uh, sometimes we have such like false beliefs with money and stuff like gifts and like that status level, like Mm. I need to wear this brand and I need to drive this car to have to you know, be approved, like have the approval of my life. And it's like, wait a minute, Mm. like who said that? Who invented that? Mm. It's all BS. It's all this, like this conditioning that we can. Oh yeah. 
and then we this allows for a more simple mm. and organized life and I think like obviously social media is such a great thing but sometimes it leads us to believe that everybody has everything and yes. and they don't really right and so what I always sort of say is like does it is it something you really love like if, if it's something that you really love and it's worth spending money on right for you great but real like take a beat take a second to think okay do I want this because it aligns to my values and, and all of that or do I want it because it's being shown to me um, repeatedly and that someone else has it and it seems like I'm at that point in my life, so I should be having it too. Everybody's going to have to go without something usually. So just choose the things you don't really care that much about and um, you'll be a hell of a lot happier, basically. Yes. Oh, my gosh, such good advice. And, yeah, check in. Like what what can you like simplify with, like get rid of so you can then save for the things you actually love? I have a question. So what about if you have like – got a lot of money in your accounts and it's kind of just sitting there. Like I've heard lots of advice, like the worst place your money can sit is a bank. Like all of these things that like come at me, like when I'm, I am following people on Instagram and they're giving me money advice or I'm listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh yeah, but what do I do with it? So what if you have like quite a, a sum of money and you want to begin investing? Like how do you even begin to navigate that world? Cool. Um, really good question because if you're in that position, then it's good because it means you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have like crazy credit card debt and stuff. Um, the investing world is big and crazy and you will be advertised and told a million different things and it is important to be wary of it because it's your hard-earned money and the last yeah. thing you want is for it to go. Before you even think about what you should invest in, I always need to bring it back to why are you investing in the first place, okay? Mm -hmm. Because um, not every investment suits what it is you're trying to achieve. So, example, let's say you have um, 50 grand sitting in a bank account and the plan is in two years you want to buy a house. Cool, great goal. Should you invest that money somewhere? No. (laughs) Cash is okay because you need it in a short period of time, right? So everyone's probably telling these people, oh, you've got to invest it, get in the share market, do all this stuff. It's like, no, that's not the right thing because it doesn't align to the goal, right? Mm -hmm. If, for example, the goal is to um, retire early, let's just say, like we're all too young to really think about it. But but. To be honest with you, I would like the option to finish working earlier than than whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't need money for that in 10 to 15 years. Cool. So, yes, I can put it in investments like the share market or an investment property or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no issues with that. But the first point is, is going, why are we investing in the first place? Mm-hmm. Do I need access to this money? And if I do, then I probably shouldn't be considering investing it. Does that kind of make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. It's great yeah. advice. Such, such yeah. good advice. The and when you, when you do have, yeah, exactly. You have to, like, I'll never tell someone to invest if I don't understand what it is they're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are a whole heap of then different ways to do it. One is you should have some excess cash set aside so you'd never dump all of your money into investments. Mm-hmm. There are really easy ways to dip your toe into investments. So those... Um, raise apps and things like that have you seen those where they kind of round up and slowly invest yeah. for you oh yeah, yeah. so, so I cool. find when people when people haven't really dipped their toe and don't necessarily have heaps of excess money but want to like 
get involved. Mm. Um, apps like those can be really good because every time you spend $4.50, it's going to round it up to $5 and best that 50 cents for you. And that's just going to go in sort of an index standard um, investment in the stock market. Really low barrier, barrier to entry, r- low risk, no cost, um, but it starts you being able to see what it is it does so that you can be like, oh, that's interesting that it's going up because yeah. the news said it's going up and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like a really nice entryway into it. Um, and the only thing I would say is that if someone tells you that it's going to be amazing and that they will get you this much money, then it's probably too good to be true. So mm-hmm. be a little wary of stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. I was going to ask your that. Due diligence. Yeah, it's like do the research yourself because there are so many investing groups out there mm-hmm. and like whatever the area, whether it's like stock market, property, whatever other mm. ones there are, yeah. <laughs> um, the yeah. cryptocurrency, it's like of yeah. course they're trying to tell you that it's going to work because they want to sell their product as well. And yeah. because yeah. they are so knowledgeable in that area, like it's like they're so swayed that way too. Sure. So it's always important yeah. to do our own work, isn't it? Yeah, and I think too if you're going to um, engage anybody, like, you know, you look at the stuff on Instagram or whatever, and I say this to everybody, just understand who's paying the person. Mm. So, um, and this isn't to say that everyone needs a financial advisor because that's not necessarily the case. But if you were to see a financial advisor and you're paying them, then they're going to find out whatever's in your best interest and get you the best thing for you, mm-hmm. not to sell an investment, if that makes sense. Yeah. But if you're if you're being sold directly investments, um, and not to get too complex, but you are just going to that person, then they're kind of just a salesperson. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it might not be the best thing for you. And that's why I say to you, think about why you're investing in the first place. Don't think about the investment first. Just think about why you want to invest and then you can start considering what aligns to that. And it could be investment property shares, all that. They're not. They're all good investments potentially, but it's like if someone's advertising to you to invest in this share, then it, it's probably not aligned to necessarily what you're trying to achieve, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. 100%. It really does. What about, um, I know we're jumping all over the place, but I just have all these questions about money. Um, what about credit cards? What's your, like, opinion? Yeah. Um, much like anything, credit cards can actually be a really good tool. So yeah. I'm not against them and I have one um, for the points. Um, but I have never paid interest on it. So yeah. Um, if you are the type of person who can use it purely as a tool for the points and you pay it back and you never pay interest, then credit cards can be really great tools and I'm not against them. Mm -hmm. If, however, you find yourself on a um, monthly basis constantly having to pay interest and pay it back and and you can't afford it, then I would say that it's probably not good for the, you know, it's not working for you in the Mm -hmm. way that it should be working. And the same would be said for afterpay because, you know, obviously get to see the back end of lots of people's finances and unfortunately a lot of people have used Afterpay in a very similar fashion to credit yeah. cards and it can really hurt if you aren't using it correctly, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm. Oh, so good. Such good advice. And, I mean, we've had experience with a credit card and that we did it for the points and then it came to the, like this was with the business, so it did make sense. It was like a great tool mm. but then we just got overwhelmed with it and Carla was like I'm chopping it up <laughs> yeah. and I was like and okay good. 
<laughs> and now that's, I feel like maybe fine. we could get one <laughs> again because we're much more knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just dip your toe with a small balance. But yes. um, but yeah, I'm I'm not against them as long as you're not like why pay extra for something that yeah you, you don't have to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's like don't spend what you don't have kind of thing. It's like it it accidentally becomes a habit and then it's like, oops, I keep paying extra money, which is just going backwards. It's like, hang on a minute, this doesn't make any sense. 100%, yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess it's about linking it back to that first discussion about those separate accounts mm. of those those budget kind of areas where we put all of our money and knowing like that's how much is going on that credit card for that and that money's then coming from there and back onto the credit card straight yes. away. Amazing. Yes, oh, I love this so much. I think that there's been so many actionable steps that we can all now take away, start, like, you know, having our own, I guess, money meetings with ourselves or our loved ones. Do you ever do you do that? Do you do like a weekly meeting? Yeah. yeah. So I think that if you're in a couple um, mm-hmm. uh, and as business owners, you will know this too. But, mm-hmm. you know, like every year or every six months, it's really good to sit down, go what's coming up, what's important to me, what's important to you and figure out the plan for the money for the next six months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we just did it for the new year. We're like, okay, my husband likes, golf and craft beer I like um, you know my exercise and cafes so we just make sure we both have money for those things and there's never a fight about it because Mm -hmm. we've already predetermined it Um, but then if our situation changes so you know people get pay rises they move the money dynamic changes just sit down and have a chat about Mm -hmm. it again like it's all about you can kind of have your cake and eat it too if you're happy to have a chat about it sort it out and then you never really have to fight about money so that's a nice yeah. thing too. Oh, so nice. And I think it's so important as well because I know that I, like from experience that conflict can arise when we just don't talk about thing. And so mm-hmm. it's best to talk about it, be open about it, and then this can kind of avoid all of that angst and conflict, mm-hmm. which doesn't make life enjoyable and life, like life is meant to be enjoyed as we've been talking yeah. about this whole time. Yeah. I love that. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge, all your wisdom and ideas for all of our listeners. We have a few more questions for you, Cara, before we get going. So the first question is, if there is a mantra you're living by at the moment, what would that be? Yes. So I tend to do one every quarter and based on what it is I'm trying to achieve and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so right now it is uh, focused, energized, and excited. So that's the thing that I tell myself that I kind of meditate on at the moment. So because um, it's the start of the year and all fun stuff going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Oh, I love, love that. Yes, words are always good. I yeah. feel to like. Yeah, we did yeah. our annual words. Yeah, we did. We? Ours was connection, unafraid, and prosperity. prosperity. So that's handy for Ooh, this. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, The next question is, if there was a book that you would recommend to us and everyone, what would that be? Um, uh, I won't, probably not a money book, Mm. if that's okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And probably lots of people have read this book, but I found um, Big Magic by um, Liz Gilbert. Such a nice book to help you just 
with joy in your life like and and that I suppose that for me is like how can you spend money on things that bring you joy and I just really like that book for that reason yes oh we love that book that book is oh, so beautiful I feel like I should read it again yeah I, I think need that to. you're the yeah. second person to say yeah. that in the summer already ah, that that book yeah. was yeah. the book it's a sign you have to read it a second yeah. time exactly. I think everyone I get a copy <laughs> Yay. Oh, well, thank you so much for this amazing chat, Cara. Where should everyone go and find more information about you and everything that you do? Cool. So we are on Instagram, which is Bounce Financial and Facebook Bounce Financial, or my personal is just Cara Brett 30, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it's a really cool idea to, you know, follow financial stuff on your Instagram and on your social media. It's like we cultivate a really Mm. balanced kind of feed this way. So it's like we're not just following things that are inspiring and maybe like make you want to save to get that. It's like you Mm. get like these actual strategies Mm. to bring the things that, that you wish yeah. for your life. So yes. everyone follow Cara. Yeah, we'll <laughs> pop those links on the speaker page as well for Cara so you can go and click over and follow her on all of the socials and find out more information. But thank you so much for this amazing chat. We are so grateful. Mm. Thank you for having me. That's awesome.